Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights: life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Monday. How's everyone doing? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Monday. Um, If you hear a loud lawnmower type noise in the background, that's for me. You're welcome. We're taking care of the weeds outside of my place, apparently. You're taking care? No, I'm not. But I there's like my whole building is concrete. So I don't know where they're weed whacking. I don't know, but it's loud. Know. And it start like as soon as we hit record, they 
started it up. Well, I don't hear it over here, so it could potentially be good. Okay, well, if you don't hear it, then just know that that's what's happening in my world. That's the excitement of Monday. Oh, um, well, you know, uh, I have another UTI, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's about time that those stop, I would say. You know, I, I kind of hit this, like, epiphany where I realized that nobody cares about your health as much as you do because I called my doctor again, and I was like, why do I keep getting these? And his answer was just, some women are just prone to them. And I'm like, that's not a thing. Like, give me things like preventative <sighs> things to do. So I just went to like a deep hole and I'm like fully just doing everything that I can to help prevent, like in terms of preventative measures. Like I'm getting all new underwear. I'm getting all cotton underwear. I'm like taking cranberry pills daily. Um, Wait, what detergent do you use? Do you think Do you use tide? like a clean? Do you use clean? Tide. Is it like a clean and clear? It's like a Tide pod. Oh my oh gosh, my you gosh. need to use like a clean, like simple ingredients because um, even if I use a Tide pod that or like detergent that has like all the chemicals and like this, the fragrance and stuff, I get irritated. Yeah, that's good. That might be it. That I literally didn't even cross my mind. I feel like, I literally feel like Meredith Grey right now. I feel like I just like solved a case with the simplest answer of all. It's so true though, because in like the, my doctor, cause I kept saying, I'm like, I feel like it's not good for me to be on. I'm such like a clean, like I like to, you know, eat organic and things. I'm like, I feel like it's not great for me to keep ingesting these antibiotics. And he's like, Oh, it's just, just go straight to the urinary tract. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I need to really take things into my own hands at this point. Um, yeah. I'm going to get a different detergent. I did not even think about that. Yeah. It really causes issues. I've heard that from a lot of people who are actually more prone. Super prone. Oh. The thing is, is that some people are more prone to them, but there yeah. has to be measures you can take to prevent them from occurring as often as they're occurring for you. Totally. Totally. Wow. That's another thing that guys do not have to go through. I know. That I sometimes feel a little bitter about. I know. I mean, that's a long list. It's a long, <laughs> it's a yeah. long list. It's yeah. really not. I, I just, oh, I'm, I'm about to start my period, so I'm like mad and like There's, moody about everything. That's a right big now. one. That's yeah, a major like, one. It is, but at the same time, like, mine's very manageable. I don't have like some people have severe cramps. I don't know. My my period comes and then it's never like on the exact day, but I can feel it coming because I get so annoyed at like a, a level of annoyance that just isn't rational, I guess. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because mine's physical. Like my nipples hurt so bad that they like literally just feel like, oh, like any touch on my nipple is just like, feels like a knife. Yeah, my whole my whole boob, honestly. And then Phoebe has no regard. I think just because she thinks she's so small that like she'll walk right on my chest, and I like want to just launch her. It is not great. Do guys ever get like nipple sensitivity? <laughs> That's a great question. I can't speak for all guys, but I'll tell you that I do not. Okay. So Easton. Uh, no, I don't. Not that I'm with okay. <laughs> so there's. <laughs> Periods is a big one. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. 
Uh, I mean, there's a million of them, though. I mean, UTIs. Mm-hmm. Yeast infections. Yeast infections. Uh, the joy of childbirth. 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 Which is probably all-encompassing. That's a big one. But what about stuff like makeup? I like makeup, so I don't really... I think if guys... If it was encouraged encouraged socially to wear makeup, I think guys might be a little more into it. Just like cover up, you know, dark circles and okay. stuff. Okay. All right. I count that as something I'm glad I don't have to deal with. Like when it's time to go out, I'm ready. Right. Like right. waxing. Yeah. Waxing. Yeah, I mean, not all lot, of us I mean, choose to do that, though. Faces. That's about it. <laughs> Speak for yourself, uh, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be asked to do that. Uh, um, yeah, hey, what about hair? I feel like hair is minimal maintenance for a dude. We get it cut once a month, and it's ten bucks or twenty bucks or something. You guys are paying hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Also, guys, um, guys, when they're when if you want to lose weight, it can happen. Like if you just can stay dedicated <laughs> for like a week, you can lose the weight you want. Yeah, it's so true. That drives my wife crazy. It's just, I don't really, it just goes to show that women, we're supposed to be a little more curvy or we're supposed to just embrace how we're made and how our body shape is and not, you know, that's just how we were made. So, yeah, it's crazy. I feel, I've said this before, but I've seen Brad, like Brad will just, he can go and have like, you know, eat like all the things, you know, when he's on vacation, he'll come back and he'll clean it up for like literally five days and work out and he's like shredded. Yeah, it's just, it's it's, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get shredded, but that's true. After vacation, I'll just really buckle down for a couple of weeks and everything's fine. Wow. That's cool. Something I see a lot too. I see like uh, all the time, I'll be walking down the street and I'll see a woman who's like dressed up and looks very nice and clearly put a lot of effort and planning into what she's wearing. And then the dude is wearing basketball shorts and like a t shirt. (laughs) And a backwards hat. And I'm like, I just see this all the time. Like, like dudes dress like slobs and it's like totally fine. Well, I do feel like girls, there is a sense of fun of like getting ready and feeling pretty and feeling all put together. Not that we like to do it every day, but I, I even have had days where I just do it just to feel some sense of normalcy because that is part of my, you know, normal life when outside of a pandemic. But um, speaking of. How's everyone feeling about everything opening back up again? Are we excited, nervous, anxious? It seems like a terrible idea. I don't um, understand why it's happening. It seems to be happening for non-health reasons. Well, yeah, because like all these restaurants are like really hurting. I mean, that's a tough balance. But it is a tough balance. But you for the economy if it's going to kill that many more people. It's really a tough situation. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is, but I'm not going to restaurants and I'm not going to movies and I'm not getting on an airplane. I have, I have um, a theory about it because I think what happened is that with all the protests and with that many people so close together, they weren't able to tell people, like, you can't open your business because – how do you rationalize we're going to have a protest with that many people huddled together in one unit and we can't have open our business and have like precautions? Yeah. And I do have to say as somebody, I have gone back to a restaurant since things started opening up and the changes have been like really great. Like the menus are all, um, uh, you scan the, you know, the scan it and it's on your phone. So you don't have to touch the menu. The places I've gone, everything's, I haven't gone to a restaurant that's indoors. Everything I've gone to has been outdoor, but 
you wear your mask, you sit down, you're not, none of the tables are close to you. And then you walk out, you leave, you're never in, like, I've never been inside a restaurant yet, but it's felt very safe and like nice. Speaking of, you were spotted out and about. Did you know this? By who? A scrubber. Where? I don't know, wherever you went out to eat recently. On a double date? Oh, yeah. She posted. So I took a break from I took a break from Facebook and Twitter because I just like Instagram. One one social media platform was enough for me. It still is. But anyways, the last post I saw was like, I just saw Tanya and Red Star. And let me just say she is a lucky woman. <laughs> oh, my God. In the Facebook group. Yeah, and all the comments were like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. What does he look like? But it was pretty, like, I don't think anyone shared any details. They just said that you looked really happy. That is so freaking funny. Why didn't she say hi? Probably because, like, she just pandemic. wanted to respect your – well, I think that was one reason, and I think she probably was, you know, being respectful to your yeah. time and space. But, um, yeah, Wait, it was that's cute. that's so funny. First of all, I wish she would have said hi – um, and then, yeah, so the place we went was, um, we went on a double date with my neighbor who lives in my apartment complex, her and her boyfriend. And, um, the place is kind of like, it's, it's like an outdoor indoor situation where there's like no roof. What's it called? Atrium. Oh, in a right here. Oh yeah. It's called walked... Atrium? No, no, no. It's not. It, it, oh, that's the, the space the is style. called. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just like super cute and it felt like normal and nice yeah. and just really nice. The best part about it is we came back because it's a Mexican restaurant. And so we came back home that night and we, we like literally acted like we were like in college. We were like, let's, uh, we were like, let's do tequila shots. And we like took tequila shots and we both are really bad at taking shots. So like our shots were literally the size of like yeah. this. And I was like, take one off my, take a body shot, lick my arm, like fully back and like try to make it like we were like on vacation, but not. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Be creative right now. Yeah. It was actually really fun. Tanya, did you uh, have a nice conversation with Red Star about male genitalia like you uh, said you were going to last week? No, I did not. Okay. Wow. I was looking forward to that. It's not not like a conversation. I'm just like so fascinated by it. Is nobody else fascinated? Just, have you ever just told him that you're mesmerized and fascinated? For by? sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm feels just like, really it's... good about himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he He's knows where I stand. On a high. Yeah. yeah, he knows where I stand on the sides of his. Um... Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, that can be uh, a lot of stuff, guys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. 95p and I went and met friends for like a picnic outside yesterday in Santa Monica and when we saw our friends I was like are we do we get to hug are we like hugging or I know that's like an it's, that's so, like awkward. A, it's so awkward because some people like want to do the pump the mm-hmm. you know the elbow bump some people give you a fist bump some people don't even want to touch you I know. some people want to hug you I know I think they felt bad because they hugged me but I didn't I think i probably pressured them into that but it felt it felt safe you know felt good about it I, I miss I miss like my friends and going places I can't wait to to feel comfortable doing normal things again because I'm kind of like Mark I'm in this weird I don't think I'm ready yet let me tell you 
come on a double with Red Star and I to the place by us because it's great. It's all outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, we already saw y'all. We've already been exposed to you, so. Do not seem so thrilled. Don't seem so thrilled about that idea. No, I am. I just got. I got to think about it. You know what? What's touching the dishes? You know that you're eating. Who's making the food? Well, who's making the food when you order it from Postmates? Same people. Don't have to know. Don't have to think about it. <laughs> it just appears. It's the same exact thing. And then you just know, have Purell at the true. table, and you're just constantly like, I mean, I probably Purell my hands way more than I even need to, but like, yeah. Um. We are about to talk to one of our scrub sisters. Um, she sent me a DM about, oh, I guess like almost two weeks ago. And um, it was just a really kind but also insightful email. I mean, DM because she is one of our um, um, scrubbers and she is a black woman. And she always kind of, I guess in her DM, which I'll read, but she has just mentioned that she listens to the podcast and, has, and loves it and relates to to us, but there was a disconnect because our lives are different because we're white and she's not white and her friend isn't white. And it was like, it was just a, um, eye opening DM because it was something I hadn't even thought about, honestly. So I wanted to talk to her cause I've been going back and forth through DM and text. And, um, I just wanted to have her on and kind of probably speak for a lot of people who feel the same way. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could... I mean, she is literally like my hero. My shiro. Shiro, for sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. 
When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Okay, cool. (laughs) How are you guys doing? We're great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sorry I frantically texted you last minute, but I was like, I I really want to talk and have you on and talk about kind of like the DM that you originally sent me. Uh Um, Because I was telling Tanya, it felt like such an eye-opening moment of like, kind of like duh (laughs) but also you were so kind about it and it was just it kind of made me realize there's probably so many people who listen to the podcast 
who have felt the same way that you feel with that disconnect mm-hmm. that's there and how you how you felt watching The Bachelor as a guilty mm-hmm. pleasure. And um, do you mind yeah. if I read the email a little bit? Oh, no, I mean, the ahead. DM? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Becca was telling me about the DM and I was like, it's, it's interesting because I've kind of had the same revelation in the past few weeks because I've been watching you know, these documentaries and I've been reading white fragility and trying to like Mm -hmm. learn all these things. But I also realized I had this epiphany where I was like, every show that I watch on a regular basis has a fully white cast. It's like friends, sex in Mm -hmm. the city, Grey's Anatomy Mm -hmm. is like 90% all white. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't watch a single show that is a fully black cast. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm trying to like incorporate that because I just did, it just didn't even like occur to me register yeah sometimes yeah. it doesn't register because it's kind of like when you just kind of hang out with people that you just know like if you grow right. up in a certain area that's just what you come accustomed to so it's hard like i watch sex in the city too like that's my show as well but at the same time like i can sit here and i can watch other things because that's not really like my true reality if that makes right. sense mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna read just a little excerpt um oh an excerpt so <laughs> I just meant, I'm gonna... <laughs> okay, don't be a hater. Um, okay, so Lola said, my mom and I have been a fan of The Bachelor since the early 2000s. I watched you on Ben season and loved you in JoJo. As a black woman, watching The Bachelor was my guilty pleasure, with quotes, because black people were rarely seen on the show, which made me feel guilty watching. People want to understand why I love to show that black people were so underrepresented in, but I still watched. Although Rachel Lindsay, whom I love, was the first Black Bachelorette, it didn't really change Black people's thoughts on the show. Totally agree. Um, I ended up coming across your page in your podcast after I saw a repost of an episode on a mutual IG friend story. Taylor Banks. Shout out to Taylor Banks. Um, I started listening to one episode and it ended up being my new guilty pleasure. You and Tanya reminded me of myself and my best friend, but there was still a disconnect. The disconnect was y'all being white and my best friend and I being black. Although there were so many things we had in common, so many, I never felt a strong connection with y'all because my life and my struggle was different than you all's. Um, This part I found, this part is the moment I was like, whoa, I have been so ignorant to what's going on. Um, In the black community, we call it being carefree like a white girl, but it basically means that you all don't face the same problems that we do. So you are able to live a carefree life with no repercussions, which isn't always true, but a lot of times it is. Another example is the term white girl wasted, which deeper roots expresses how white girls can get as crazy as they want because they live in a world made for their progression, no matter what decisions they make. To be completely transparent, I never followed y'all on social media because I didn't want to watch carefree girls who I believe didn't understand black women's struggles all day long on my feed. And then she said, um... Today I changed that and I hit that follow button with a quickness. <laughs> Thank you for not saying you were going to do the work. Thank you for not only saying you were going to do the work, but actually doing the work. Thank you for researching and reading. Um, so anyways, I just thought that was so like important for you to express those because like I said, it it made me feel ignorant that it wasn't something I ever considered and also made me understand so much more why someone listening who is black is like I love this but I don't see where I fit in in this Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and I think it's um to like to say like okay you should to say you should feel guilty is one thing because I do feel that 
this society has made it so that I think a lot of people are just kind of blinded by what's going on. They're not in like, they don't really understand like, okay, like um, there's, I'm watching The Bachelor and it's only white people, you know, because if you grew up in that setting, that's like your norm. Uh-huh. So for us watching it from an outsider, it's kind of like, okay, but we still watch because, you know, it's a love story. We love mm-hmm. a love story. But at the same time, it comes to a, like a point, okay, Rachel Lindsay season. And then after that, it was just like, okay, well, we had our, it was like our token black person. Right. And then now we're going to go back to how we were. And I think that was a slap in all black people's faces. And I think Rachel Lindsay's as well, because it was just like, I thought I seen progression, but then now it's just like, okay, I guess you guys are just going, you guys just use me as a way to be like, to kind of shut people up. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of the responses for them announcing Matt James as The Bachelor has kind of been the same way of like, is this just you feeling the pressures Mm -hmm. of what's going on? Or are you genuinely trying to to make a change and for this to be moving forward what it looks Mm -hmm. like to be on the show? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have did what were your thoughts on it? I felt the same way when I heard it. It's funny. My sister texted me. She was like, did you hear he's a bachelor? And I was just like, oh, that's funny. Like, I just felt like it was just so contrived and just like they knew that they had the pressure on them. I listened to like the Rachel Lindsay and um, Becca episode Mm -hmm. of her their podcast. And it was just very telling the things that Rachel were saying. And then right after that, it kind of was just like, okay, he's the bachelor now. It's like almost like it's. It's great that it's happening, but it's almost like it's almost like too late. Like you guys had all these years to have a black mm-hmm. bachelor or like, you know, they've had people, I guess they've had people of color, but like to have like an actual bachelorette. Okay. And then a black bachelor. It's funny because in like the black community, we make a joke of it. Like, oh, like, you know, if you're black on that show, you're not going to make it very far because they're always going to kick you off like the first mm-hmm. or second episode. It's like a joke. It's like almost like, yeah, like we're not watching that. And it's sad I think for because it's a great show I think it's a great show mm-hmm. and I like I enjoy watching it but it's sad because it's not just that it's a lot of shows that are or even just like how like the Oscars it was a huge deal that like Moonlight won yeah. that year and like certain things like that it's like 20 like the fact that like it's still we're still doing these first this first black person of this or first black person of that it's like kind of sad if you look back into it and I feel like our world kind of makes us kind of blind to it because sometimes I'll go my, through my day-to-day and not even realize you know like systemic racism and stuff but mm-hmm. like when you get down to the root of it you're just like oh shoot like I do make less at work than the people that I'm working with and I do the same job or like I do you know get told x y and z about my hair at my job and that it needs to look a certain way and be a certain pattern and stuff like that and it almost like opens your eyes to it every yeah. day Well, it's so it's funny you say that because I went to a private school growing up. I told you about this because I was Mm -hmm. we had a dialogue and you were, you know, telling me, like, look up the um, Black Wall Street in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And um, in my my mind has just been blown over how little we learn in school Mm -hmm. about black history beyond Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks, like you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. And um I started thinking about in school, like when the few, like we didn't have a lot of black people in my school, but the few that did, it was like, your hair needs to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the the rules. It was like, wait, that's not looking back. I'm like, that is not right. Yeah, it's not. And it's like, it sucks for us. Cause it's, I will never forget. I went to like a camp when I was like, maybe like in middle school. And I was like the only, probably one of the only black girls at the camp. And 
these white girls were like trying to touch my hair and just kind of being like, you know, like, oh, like you should do this to your hair. You should do this to your hair. And I just like it. It's sad that like as little girls, you grow up to be like, you're not good enough or like you should look like this or this is not acceptable. And I think that um, in our society now, I'm, I'm happy that people are aware and people are you know, learning and stuff like that. And that's why I messaged you, Becca, because I was like, she's actually taking the time to like read books and not just like posting a black box and just leaving it at that, but she's <laughs> actually like doing the work and like, okay, like I'm finding this out. And that's why I was like, I don't, people say like they don't want to sit and inform white people about new things or like tell mm -hmm. them about books or educate them basically. But, you know, and I feel the same way. Like I shouldn't have to educate people because the Google's there, but at the same time, like right. if you're doing the work, I don't have any problem saying like, Hey, you should read that as well. Or that's mm -hmm. something that maybe you should look into as well. Like the Tulsa, Oklahoma thing. A lot of people don't know about that. And obviously it's not taught in our schools at mm -hmm. all. Like that's something that's just class passed down from like black people to black people where there was like, uh, it's called like the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. And that was when they like in the fifties, they injected black people with syphilis in Alabama to basically see how the like basically syphilis progresses as a disease and people don't know that but it's passed down like and that's why black people kind of have this shame about the hospitals because they don't trust hospitals so everything is yeah. kind of like an effect for everything else and it's like we I don't want to sit here and just be idle and not say like I'm gonna I'm not gonna you know inform people about so I want to I want to tell people like hey read this or look this up so that we can you can go on to your children and kind of tell them those things too and we can create a better world for our next generation. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. so has the company that you're working for have have you or like has anyone challenged them with the things that you were just talking about about your hair and all that stuff have has anyone challenged those rules or what has been done in that workplace? Yeah, we actually wrote a letter to the CEO and um you know, he was very apologetic and stuff and he definitely like made it um I mean, we'll see, I guess. It's just one of those we'll mm -hmm. see situations that yeah. like, you know what I mean? But, mm -hmm. you know, he did say that we would get um, Juneteenth off, which is June 19th. And so that's a big step. And yeah. we'll see what else comes from that. But, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, but at the same time, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you were saying that about the like the, you know, the token black lead in The Bachelorette or mm -hmm. how they now cast Matt James, because I was... I did think, you know, I think it obviously crossed everybody's mind. It's like, oh, okay, well now, you know, it's like they had no choice, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But it, I was watching Daily Pop the other day and Justin Sylvester was kind of touching on on that type of stuff where he was saying like, you know, because there's a lot of backlash with, I don't know if you guys, I can't remember what the Instagram account was, but it was like these girls that were going to the protests and they're like Coachella outfits. Like, uh -huh. girls oh, yeah. and like, you know what I mean? And just uh -huh. like it taking it as like a, you know, Instagram moment or whatever. Uh -huh. And I, I had gone to a couple protests and I, I kind of took a step back just from social media for a little bit just because uh -huh. I was reading and watching and learning and just mm -hmm. I just took a you know didn't really want to post because I was like this isn't about me you know I'm mm -hmm. here because I want to like be a part of something bigger mm -hmm. and I was what uh watching him talk about this and he was like you know what sometimes yes maybe people's intention isn't the best but mm -hmm. he's like at least they're out there at least they're a body at least they're you know what I mean like at least yeah. change is happening uh -huh. do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. things are moving forward whether you know it, their intentions aren't necessarily the greatest. It's like at mm -hmm. least things are moving forward and happening. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting perspective because 
for me, I was kind of, it's like, you know, as a white woman, I have been feeling the shame and the guilt, Mm -hmm. you know, because I hadn't been educated. And I was like, this isn't, you know, I don't want to post this. And he was like, if you're at any protest, you better, you know, I want to see you Mm -hmm. posting that. And like, I want to, you know what I mean? Like he was very vocal. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting perspective that I didn't necessarily think about, you know, until I heard him talking about it. Heard about it. Yeah. I can agree with that because I think that like just a white body out there is just enough to kind of give us the traction that we needed because we were fighting for this with Trayvon Martin. We were fighting for this with Eric Garner. We were fighting for this with Mike Brown and no one heard us. We can't, they don't listen to us alone. They don't listen to us. So we need white, even if you're just a white body and out there just kind of for a photo op, like, I mean, it's unfortunate, (laughs) but like, we need you because they're now listening. They're now like, and it's almost, it's crazy to think like, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone because every day I wake up, I'm just like, cause we've been just going through this for so long and just fighting for these things. Like I was in St. Louis, like marching for Mike Brown and that, like, it's just frustrating. You almost get so defeated because it's just I'm like, sure. no change is coming. And this is the first time I remember, I'll never forget. It was, it's, um, I don't know if you know her, but she's a black Panther. Her name is Angela Davis. She was a black Panther. And she came mm-hmm. out and said like, this is the first time I've really seen like, so- this is going somewhere. And yeah. she was there fighting in the seventies for us as well. Yeah. And like for her to say, like, I can, like, this is the first time I see like a change is going to happen. It, it makes us all feel good. And that's mm-hmm. why I agree with him. Like, if you're just a white body out there, just be a white body out there, but they'll listen to us if the white body's out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause even if, even if they post a photo that they took specifically for Instagram, maybe their followers will be like, oh, she was at a protest. Like, I mm-hmm. should be out there doing right, right, it. Right, right. You know, like, you don't mm-hmm. know how people are going to respond to it. But um, I know as far as the the announcement of uh, Matt James, I, I feel the same. I, I totally get the feeling of being, like, cautious of will this actually be a change or is this mm-hmm. due to pressure? But I have to hope that with – everything happening right now and like seeing what's happening and been happening Mm -hmm. that this will be hopefully just the start of what they continue to do something better Mm -hmm. but I hope so I I think it will I honestly I think it will I think that like with all of this that's happened people are aware now you know as you you guys said like you know you you weren't even aware that this was going on Mm -hmm. so now that you're aware you want to do something Mm-hmm. So if other yeah. people feel like that, I don't feel like this is going to go away. I feel like we're on a trending upward. So I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Yeah. I feel, mm-hmm. I'm, I, as like someone who is just, because a lot of times there's a moment that's like so trendy and everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And by now it's kind of like no one's really talking about it anymore in most yeah. cases. But I feel like I'm still seeing so, I mean, obviously people are, living their lives but I've seen so much more awareness of of this not dying down as far as people Mm -hmm. learning sharing what Mm -hmm. they're learning reposting Mm -hmm. great advice and resources so Mm -hmm. I it's encouraging to see that it wasn't just a one-week trend with the black box and then it's yeah and it's gone and I think that's super important we don't want it to be a trend we want it to be something that like a change that we can like we don't have to sit here and tell our kids because every black kid has the same conversation with their parents about the police. If you're a girl, if you're a boy, like you're still going to have the same conversation when you're like 13, 12, 13 with the police. And I remember my mom was telling my something, she was talking to her coworker about something and they were, she was like, Oh really? Like she was completely oblivious to that conversation. It's like, there are certain things that we do in our household that like a lot of other families 
of different races would not do. And it's, I hope that I don't have to do that with my son or my daughter, have to have a conversation with them about how to react when a police pulls you over and what to do and like what not to do. So I'm hoping that this can be a change. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. weird because the... (laughs) The first time I that realization hit me that that black families have those conversations with their kids was on Grey's Anatomy when Bailey Same. and Ben had that Same. conversation. Mm-hmm. Same. And I was like, is this real? Like, is this really what's happening? Is this happening mm-hmm. for every family? Like, I, my mind, it. I think that was just another level of just being ignorant to what reality is for people. Yeah. Who, don't look like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you focus <laughs> on all you know and all you've grown up with, and then all of a sudden in a span of two weeks now, it's all this, all these things to unlearn and to learn. And Mm -hmm. there's mistakes and there's fear of saying the wrong thing, but at least people Mm -hmm. are talking. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm so happy that I got to talk to you and see your face. I know. So nice to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. It's great. Can we shout out your, wait, can we shout out your best friend too? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. My best friend, Akosua. Akosua Frampton. Wait, <laughs> we do, love do you. One, are one of y'all more like Tanya and one's like Becca at all? Yeah, I'm like you, Becca. That's why, like, when you were, like, when you text me right now, we're like, oh, in 10 minutes, I was like, that's me. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really appreciate that quality in people because sometimes they're not like, like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my best friend is just like Tanya. Like, she's super, like, particular, super, like, clean. And, like, it's so interesting. Just need to have it in my calendar. Yes, like <laughs> yeah. a week before. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate oh, talking I to you that. guys, though. Thank you for using your podcast as like a platform for this conversation and stuff. So I really appreciate that, and I think the black girls that are listening to this as well appreciate it as well. Oh, you're oh, the best. We love Thanks you so Lola. much for coming. All right, on. love you guys too. No problem. Have a good love day. Love you. Bye. Bye. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could... I mean, she is literally like my hero. My shiro. Shiro, for sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. 
When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm really glad we got to talk to her because I've been wanting to have her on to talk because I thought it, I thought it was an important insight to how probably a lot of our scrubbers have felt. And I just kind of wanted to touch on that because I feel like it wasn't something we've talked about or acknowledged, I guess. So For sure. I, I really. I've also like never even like, like I was saying, I've never even watched. I can't imagine their perspective because I've never even watched a TV show with an all black cast. Uh huh. So like, there's obviously like a huge disconnect that I just didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. And even on another, I remember um, Catherine Lowe, who's married to Sean from their Bachelor season. She posted and she was like, "To be honest, I thought I was just there for representation as a token Asian girl, and I never thought I even had a chance." And it just kind of goes to show how people who are not white or who are the minority, they even being casted on the show didn't feel like she was being taken seriously. So. Um, I, and like listening to our podcast as well, like they're the Becca and Tanya, except there is a little disconnect mm-hmm. because there's a disconnect. <laughs> so, um, I was really happy to talk to her that. Well, it's, it's more proof that the scrubbers are just the greatest people that there are. Cause she was, she's awesome. And, and really, yeah, literally the awesome. greatest people that they are mm-hmm. like truly, truly. I've had some pretty interesting conversations with some as well. And like, it's like really like lifted me a lot yeah we do have the best of the best speaking of scrubbers i feel like we got some emails hey we got some feedback lauren wants to thank tanya for sharing the book calling in the one after going through a horrible breakup earlier this year i started reading it and i have since met a man on bumble and he is seriously the one Along with therapy, the book helped to work through all my past relationship baggage and manifest what I wanted in a relationship. Thank you. That makes me very happy. A book did the same, literally the exact same thing for me. Mm -hmm. Do you get a lot of those messages, Tanya, about people reading it? Beyond. Beyond. I've like literally think I've, it's so funny. I I think maybe Easton, you sent me this or somebody sent me, you Google my name and that book title (laughs) pops up. It's like Tanya Rad calling in the one right? or like Tanya Rad. Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to find out. You should be making some commission on those sales. Uh, I get Tanya Rad boyfriend, <laughs> Tanya Rad Instagram, Tanya Rad net worth and Tanya Rad real name. Oh, weird. Who was it? Somebody sent, sent me a screenshot and it was like. Wait, Tanya, I sent you something, but it wasn't about the workbook. It was something, it was something worse. Wait, oh, yeah. it was like, uh, I, I was I was looking for Tanya's um, uh, oat cookie recipe, and so I googled Tanya Rad cookies, and it says people also ask, "Is Tanya Rad dating Post Malone?" And that <laughs> that made me, that made me happy. I got that from a lot of people too, because Ryan called Senor Butterfly no Post Malone, oh. and so I think people didn't realize that it wasn't po- it wasn't like no post because he didn't post on social media. They thought they thought it was just like. Post Malone. Oh. <laughs> that is so I had somebody that I met recently that was like, yeah, didn't you date Post Malone? I was like, oh. I feel like Remember we didn't you... tell Ryan that because that's hilarious. 
Yeah, that is really funny. Remember when you DM'd Post Malone and spilled your heart about what his songs meant to you? Yeah, and he never, so literally, I don't even know if he's seen it. That's actually so sad. You have to that. hope that he hasn't seen it. Like, if I DM anyone and don't get a response, my prayer is just that got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, like, if he saw it and then never responded, that'd make me even sadder. I don't even know at this point if he did or didn't, because I've tagged him in so many things that, like, it's buried. But, like, Jesse, Jesse Williams. I haven't checked recently, but I'm just going <laughs> to hope for the best that he does. He's busy. By the He's way, I finished again. Little Fires Everywhere, speaking of Jesse. <gasps> did you love it? I did, but it's hard because I read the book. So then there's like, it's diff- It's a different experience when you've read the book. Wait, because wh- the book's better? I'm not, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying it's just like you pictured things differently and they changed little things and that bothers you and you're anticipating things rather than being surprised by things. I actually thought it was very well done, but it's just a different experience. It's so interesting because a lot of people who did read the book and then watch the show even said that they thought the show was better. I saw that a lot because normally it's always that the book is better. Always, you know, yeah, like all, yeah. I would say 99.9% the book is always better. But that was the first one where I saw a good amount of people saying that the show was better. It was just so well casted that it yes. was it was just great. I, I would love to just watch that with fresh eyes again. Mm. Uh, this is an anonymous emailer. I started talking to a guy in December on Hinge. We texted for three weeks and went on our first date a couple of nights before New Year's Eve. We had a conversation in the beginning of February about what we are, and he made it very clear he wasn't ready to be in a relationship, but he's 100% committed to me. Now that's just... What does that mean? uh, That doesn't even make sense. We'll come back to that. Since then, I have met his dad, his sister, his mom, his brother-in-law, his nieces and nephews. The problem is, since our conversation in February, we haven't talked about us or where this is going. It's been weighing on me a lot. If he isn't going to be able to commit, I have to move on because I don't give out any discounts. I know I need to talk to him, but I have no idea how to bring it up and start the conversation. Help, Help, please. This is annoying. You want to start, Tanya or Mark? So February is when this conversation happened, March, April, May, June. So it's been four months that they've been in this limbo. Yes. And he won't be, he doesn't want to be her boyfriend. But he's 100% committed. 100% committed. I I don't understand that. Then you don't need to be 100% committed to him. Go spread your seed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that that's great advice. Yeah, I don't know if that's the advice we want to give her to spread her seed. But I do (laughs) agree with, I think, the bigger picture of what Tanya is saying is that, well, I think you need, that's been a while. We've been, as a world, we have been through a lot since February. So maybe it's time, it's very much time to sit down and have a conversation. And these conversations are uncomfortable. That's why we ask people for help or write in emails because they're uncomfortable and we want someone to make it easier for us. But really, they're just uncomfortable. And I think you need to know, you said it yourself, you're not giving discounts, you know your worth, have the conversation with him. If he's defensive or reactive, then I think it's time to move on. But if he's just kind of like, oh, I thought you met everyone in my family, I thought we were in a committed relationship, then that just means he's I mean, like, I fully had this awkward conversation. Like, I fully had this awkward conversation, and it was terrible, and I, like, 
cried after. And uh, I'll never forget, it was that night that um, that Becca, we went to that Create and Cultivate when because we got that award for the podcast. Yeah. It was that night that we like kind of had this like uncomfortable conversation because we'd been dating for we'd been dating for like a little over two and a half months at that time. And like, I wanted to be in a serious committed relationship. Like I just wanted to take that next step and he wasn't ready. And so I kind of just like, we had that awkward conversation and I just realized that it was like important to me. And, um, that was something I needed to communicate to him. And he obviously didn't like jump on that, but I was like, I'm going to keep, I said, I'm going to keep dating you, but I'm also going to date other people because I, I want something not, it, like my expectation of this dating might, might be different than your expectation of this dating. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to end things with you because I'm having a really good time and I really like you, but I also don't want to like only date you if you're not going to be on the same page as me. So it sucked. And like, we were in this weird phase for probably like a week or two. Um, and then he came, I don't know if he came around or I don't, I think he just realized that like his fear I think for men, I don't know the, you're the guy that you're dating. I don't know what his history is or like why he doesn't necessarily want to be your boyfriend or be in a committed relationship, but you can't devalue that on him. Like there's obviously some reason, but if he wants to be with you, he'll step away from that fear of whatever that is. And that's what happened in my case. He was just like the fear, of, like the fear of losing you was worse than like my fear of being in a relationship again. So I was like, Uh, that was a very productive situation when you decided that you were like, listen, I like you. I want to be with you. You know where I stand, but I'm going to date other people if you can't be 100% in with me. And he pretty quickly decided that he would rather have you than not. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was literally like a week, if that. Yeah, it was like a week. Yeah. But it was an t- awkward conversation and I hated it. Like I hated the thought of even saying I'm, you know, if I'm going to date other people, you can date other people. Like I hated it because I didn't want to yeah. dating other people and I didn't really want to date other people, but I knew I didn't want to be in that situation either. Mark, what were you going to say? I hate it because he's scared. He's just, he's very, very scared for whatever reason. I don't know his history, but he has a really strong fear of commitment. And yes, I know all guys do. But this is fairly acute to say, I don't want to be in a relationship right now, but I'm 100% committed to you. It doesn't make any sense. So if I'm you, I go to him and I say, can I get an update? Because in February, you didn't want to be in a relationship. Is that still the case? He's like, yeah. I'd be like, well, I got bad news for you. You're in a relationship. We've been together 100% committed to each other for four to six months now. We've met everyone in our families. Whoops, it happened. So (laughs) I need you to kind of be all in on this or we need to pull back on this. Right? I know. But I feel like there's probably some reason that this guy has that's like making him fearful of it. You know what I mean? I don't know what that is, but. Maybe he's just a millennial dude. I mean, he could be. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I but appreciate that. I'm he, not because guys are the worst and no one knows that better than a guy. Yeah. My mind's going to some bad places. Like, like he's a hundred percent committed to like five other people like that kind of thing. But I'm not thinking no. that, but I'm I, thinking I, he just wants, he wants an out clause. Like if things get difficult, if things get weird, if she starts to in, encroach on his personal space, he can just pull the ripcord and get out and say, well, we're never in a relationship. Like I think he wants an escape hatch. 
but that's not that's not allowed. You How don't is get he those. introducing her to these family members? Like, is this my lady friend, or like, like what is he? <laughs> my my chess team ca- partner. This is my casual acquaintance. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that is true. Like this I, is my... well, he probably says this is uh, the girl I'm dating, right? That's weird. Is it? Yeah. This is, this my is one of the girls I'm this dating. Like a, yeah. yeah, that makes you sound like a polygamist or something. Like, this is one of my girlfriends. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, if that's what you exactly. choose. Um, but that, that's just where my mind went. I hope that's not the case, but I don't know. I've just known guys to do that before. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm interested. I just, the, the main, I think, from all of us is have the conversation. Yeah. That's the main advice. Yeah, I, yeah I, it's I, uncomfortable. I don't hate something of an ultimatum at this point. It can be a soft ultimatum, but I feel like he's got to do what he's going to do or get off the pot. I agree. Um, Ashley, as a follow-up for you, Tanya, have you mentioned the L word to Mr. Starr? Have not. Well, she says... She wanted to share her story with you. She began dating her boyfriend in May of 16, told him she loved him in October of 16. She had, oh, I think this, I think she DM'd me, but keep going. She had felt those feelings since their second date. He didn't say it back until February of 17. So that is by my math, four months from her saying, I love you to him saying, I love you. He then told me when he first knew he fell in love with me, which was our third date. But due to past relationships and how he handles his emotions, he couldn't bring himself to say it to me when I said it to him. See, fear. Guys are so scared all the time. And I'm not saying it's all illegitimate fear. It's just there's so much fear in dudes. We are still together. We just bought our first house together and adopted a third puppy. I just wanted to say not all men and women are the same. Just because they don't say it back right away doesn't mean they don't have those feelings already. I think that I've realized, especially in this relationship, that like I... um. I'm coming from like, we're just coming at it from just two very different perspectives. Like I'm coming at it, not having been in a relationship for almost a decade. And he is literally the complete opposite. And so, um, it's kind of having to just realize that we're kind of doing things that are at a different pace and, and are comfortable with different things. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Cause I was watching, um, Brene Brown's the call to courage and it's all about vulnerability. And like, I think just for me, it's like, as long as I can just be like vulnerable with myself, you know what I mean? Have those like honest conversations with myself about how much I can take and how much I'm willing to, you know, bend or whatever. Um, then I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, when it comes down to it, it's going to be on what's the best timing for each of you as individuals. Like, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that everything's, like, synced the same as far as, like, when you're ready to say it or when he's ready to say it. It's all going to come when it feels right to you as you. Yeah. When it feels right to him as him. Well, there we go. Calling in the one. Need to need have a conversation. And when the time is right, it's right. Did anyone have any highs or lows of the week that they'd like to share? Well, that's really interesting you say that. Because Ben Higgins asked me that earlier today. I've I've not been asked that in, in years, probably. What are your highs and lows? And Ben and you that have is both so asked random. me today. You know, Ben Higgins and I, I think that my journey was to go on The Bachelor to meet Ben as a friend 
honestly, even though I was like trying to get with him. I think the end result was so much better because he's someone I text all the time for advice when I'm needing some like wisdom because I just, I love Ben Higgins. Can't say enough about him. So I'm honored that we both asked the same question. (laughs) He he is the best. He's a great guy. Um, My kids are both done with school. They are officially, uh, the oldest is done with middle school and the youngest is done with elementary school. So that's a major time for the family. You're going to have a high schooler? I I mean, I kind of do, I guess. But yeah, she starts in the fall, but we don't know what that's going to look like. Is she actually going to go to a building? Like, who knows what's going to happen? But yes. Whoa. My oldest is in high school. And she got a part in a play, which is another interesting thing. It's a musical. Oh, which part? Uh, She's one of the daughters in the Pirates of Penzance, but um, it's all going to be pre-recorded or live streamed. There will not be an audience for it. Oh, that's fun. It's a whole new world. And then low? No low, just only highs? Lows is, I don't think we're going to Wisconsin this summer. We do every summer, and I don't think so. Like, uh, we had a friend who, oh, no. uh, who flew over the weekend, and she sent us some pictures of an airport full of people, and maybe half of them were wearing masks and half of them weren't. And I just, I can't, I can't do that. And I hate that. And that's frustrating because if everyone's wearing masks, I'm down, but no one's wearing yeah. masks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that was a low was the realization that for the first time literally ever since I moved to LA in 98, it doesn't look like we're going home this summer at all. How so. long is that drive? <laughs> you know, I've brought that up, but my wife gets car sick and she would, she really is anti uh, road trip, but. What if y'all rented an RV and took a <laughs> cross country? That'd be so fun. I would love that. I would too. I love I love road trips, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. But who knows? Give her some Dramamine. Uh, we've tried all kinds of things. Nothing really works to the point of uh, of satisfaction. Oh, shucks. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. it's about all the advice I have for that uh, one. That's good advice. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> that sucks, we'll Mark. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sucks. I really, I found that I mark the time of the year by our two trips to Wisconsin each year and baseball. So I feel very wow. adrift. I don't know what time of year it is most of the time. I'm lost. Yeah. Adrift. Adrift. I think a lot of that's It is good... true, though. Like, we have these mile markers yes. for the year. You I'm know lost what I mean? in time like, right now. Just... Like, there's going to be yeah, no fireworks yeah. this year on the 4th of July. Like, that's a marker of the year is when you see the fireworks. The fact that 4th of July is, like, coming up is Two weeks. insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easton, highs, lows? Uh, at the beginning of uh, quarantine, uh, my wife Allison and I painted our um, kitchen cabinets. We did half of them. We put off the other half till this last weekend, and uh, they look great. <laughs> Very proud. Wow. Um, they're they're green now. I'll send you a picture. Cute. I'm very, very so proud. Chip and Joanna. You know, that's what I was saying. I was saying that too. You know, we're, we're just like Chip and Joanna putting a new coat of paint on those kitchen cabinets. Um, yeah, that was a high and then a, a low. Um, I'm, a, I'm very, very fortunate right now that I have uh, a lot of work when a lot of people don't, uh, but it is, uh, it is a lot of work and I am finding a very hard time balancing, uh, finding balance with that. And I, uh, I hit several walls <laughs> this last week mm. and, uh, that, that is, that is difficult, but all for good things and, uh, 
you take, you know, you take these things one day at a time and you become better at managing them each day. So that's how I'm trying to look at it. Plus you're a guy who likes to sneak in a lot of uh, Disneyland and a lot of Marvel movies. Like there's a lot of stuff that you do just to be you and you're not having time for that right now. Hey man, you know, they just put all of uh, the Scooby-Doo on HBO Max. They're not going to watch themselves, you know, (laughs) 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 I got to, I got to work my way through it. Uh, But yeah, yeah. That's what I have to say. Well, we, I would just like to say that we at this podcast appreciate you oh. and all of your work, both of you, thank and you, and Tori and it's Danielle, a, who you, we can't see, but um, Tanya, highs, lows. Low might be the UTI, uh, which we've covered, but if you have another yeah, one that you can the think low, of, the low is definitely my UTI for sure. Um, and the high is I'm getting better at my almond cracker recipe. I think I really got a good situation going. Interesting. Get, get, got it back up again. Okay. I think I really got a winner. Okay. Who's going to be the tester for that? Cause you thought the ones you gave me were good as well. Well, I need to perfect it first. Okay. So pr- I'm probably in like two days when I do my next batch. Is perfecting it, uh, the texture or this taste? <laughs> Texture. I was going to suggest both, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming along. Good. I'm excited for the day that those are uh, edible. <laughs> what about your high and low? Um, I had a bunch of lows, honestly. Way more lows than highs, unfortunately. Um, lows would probably be just some conversations with family members that I've had have been low. And highs would be, um, the beaches are back open in Santa Monica. So I went to the beach a few times last week and it was so nice to just like, I get, I get, it literally feels like a cleanse when I go to the beach and I'm by the water. So I know I really want to go to the beach. I've been thinking about that since they opened. I really want to do that. Yeah. It was really nice. Went on long walks, listened to podcasts. It was just, I went by myself one of the days and it was just nice to go and, um, Kind of be alone, honestly. So that was my high. Does anybody bother you when you go by yourself? Do people come up and say hello? or And not bother you necessarily, but do people come up and and, and say hi? Or do people hit on you or anything like that? No, I normally go to a place. Well, that doesn't happen that often anyway. But um, I normally go to a place. It's like this little kind of cove once you get on the beach. And Mm. it's normally like maybe one family with kids is right there. And I I have a hat on and just kind of sit and I'm to myself. So... Now I have this visor that I posted on Instagram and it covers my whole face. So I'm really going to go and just stare at people because no one can see me. I'm so excited. I'm just going to be like, but no one knows where I'm looking. I have so many visors. It's like insane. I really went crazy on the visors. Because of the eye injury? Well, yeah, it was like the eye injury. And then like, I also feel like I'm trying to protect myself from the sun, Mm -hmm. but it's like a whole thing. Yeah, the visors are tough because they're so long that probably running is they're probably moving can't relate i don't run anymore a little suffocating too they're a little suffocating. yeah well if you wear it up it's still blocking your face you know what i'm saying true yeah. true um well thanks for sharing the highs and lows hope that the lows go away the uti the stress I hope that Wisconsin maybe comes to you. I don't know what the solution is there. Thank you. Or that maybe one of our scrubbers has like a life-changing car sickness remedy. 
<laughs> oh, I'd be very interested to hear some of those possibilities. Sure. Yeah, they. I would too, because I get right. pretty car sick myself. They or if they want to lend us a private jet, that would be great too. You yeah, to I was going to ask about that. <laughs> That's an option. Um, and Tanya will give us an update on her new detergent change. Yeah, I'm actually going to Google good ones now. Tide, actually, I I'm use the Tide it. one and I've used the Arm & Hammer one. It's just like clean and gentle or something is the what you need. We use Tide Clean and, and gentle, gentle at our house, and it's. Uh, it, I have not had a zero UTIs, zero. So, um, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah but for real. It'll probably stay that way. For, yeah, we use the fragrance-free natural stuff, and it's great. My clothes smell delightful, and everyone's happy. Yeah. I literally can't yeah. believe I haven't thought of that. I know. Okay, well, I will say there is one. Sometimes the clean, the clean and gentle has no smell, so then your clothes don't smell fresh, which was a problem for me. They have a clean and gentle that smells good so make sure you i'll send you the link because it is important tide does i don't i'll have to look it might be i think it might be arm and hammer i know and i use all that kind of stuff like fabric softener and like all that's like oh you're just a you are like a what is it called like a just putting chemicals up my urethra it's a hotbed of chemicals and just dip your clothes in turpentine while you're at it like my god (laughs) yeah um all right well Love you all. Have a great week, and we'll be back next Monday. Love you guys. Bye. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip. The 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. 
Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.